Welcome to episode 108 of the Steady On podcast, Divinely Driven, with me, Angie Bauman, and my guest today, Elise Smith. Elise is a Christian business strategist and coach who helps women entrepreneurs grow their businesses in ways that bring honor to God. And while I love Elise's passion around doing that, what aligns me with her work the most is how she does that. Elise has learned for herself and now helps others discover the lies they are believing that keep them feeling frustrated and defeated. And of course, you know, that kind of conversation is right up my alley. As we chat, Elise is going to invite you into her speaking truth to lies process, and she will share the four C's she uses. They are check in, challenge, choose, and change. She also shares a verse that is our theme for this episode, and one of the places it's found is in Mark 3, 25. I'm going to read it to you from the NIV. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Friend, that is so true in the way we talk to ourselves about what we're afraid of. If we are beating ourselves up and telling ourselves that we're small or stupid or lacking and essentially agreeing with the enemy, then we are not aligning our thoughts with the truth found in God's word, that we are intentionally created, infinitely loved, and called to good works for God. We simply can't have it both ways. We can't be divided and stand strong. And so I hope through this conversation, you receive one more tool for your toolbox to fight those lies with the sword of truth, because the world needs what you have to offer, my friend. Let's listen in. Hello, friend, and welcome to this Steady On podcast episode. I am Angie Bauman, and I am together, together I am with my ministry friend, Elise Smith today. Elise, welcome to the Steady On community. Thanks so much, Angie. It's my pleasure. Yeah, Elise is a Christian business strategist and speaker, and she is a coach that helps women build their business in the Lord's way, work with a lot of entrepreneurs, like solopreneurs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mainly in the service-based industry, but we, we help all sorts. <laughs> yeah. And so I know you work with a lot of people who really desire to run their business, to lead their people, to market their product in a way that honors God. And so I'm wondering if you would just start us off by talking to us a little bit about what kind of dreams do these women have? What, what's like kind of a motivator what's in their heart as they begin to step out in this process? Absolutely. It was so interesting. I took a poll one time with my, uh, my group faithful ladypreneurs and, you know, I just wanted to get a feel for what motivates them. Right. Because if we think about the surface layer, it's money, right? Yes. Like we go into business to be able to serve people and make money so that we can, we can fulfill our bigger dreams. And that's the thing that I wanted to do a poll on. And it was so beautiful because most of my divine clients is what I like to call them. Um, love to, uh, be able to donate to a charity or to start their own nonprofit. It's all about being able to make that bigger impact. And I know for me, that's the same as well, which we may get into my why uh, as well, but it's so important for us to um, be able to take those talents and those gifts that God has given us and the experiences and the challenges and be able to help other people. And so I love heart-based service-based women that I get to work with because it's not just about how much money can I make? It's what kind of impact can I leave? What kind of legacy can I have for my family? And I think that's so beautiful. I love that so much. One of the things that made me, when you were talking, it made me think about the fact that as I've stepped out in ministry, which is different, but not different really, as you're trying to, you know, um, just to try to help people with how, like you said, how the Lord has gifted you. 
I wanted to help people and I do want to help people, but one of the surprising things has been how much joy it has brought me as well. And I, you know, I think, I wonder if you see that with your clients sometimes, because when we're really in the right lane with the Lord, if you will, like we want to use what he's gifted us with to serve him and to serve others. It is so fulfilling and joy filling for us as well. Yes, absolutely. And I, especially I think as a coach or any kind of like when we can give our service, it's amazing because we get to have God work through us, right? Like every single session that I start, we start with prayer because I want God's spirit to be with us and it's his message. And, you know, I'll, he'll give me kind of these random thoughts or questions to ask my client. Um, and it might be totally out of left field because God's ways are higher than our ways. Right. Um, but I'm so honored that he trusts me with that because every Every single call that we've had as coaching, like as I've been coaching my clients, whether it's group or one-on-one or whatever it might be, we are always able to come up with a solution. And it's because God has that solution and we're just open to that. And we go in the direction that he asks us to go and we can never go wrong when that happens. So I get off those phone calls and I'm like, man, I get paid to do this. Like, isn't this the most amazing thing ever? (laughs) So what kind of things do you work with them on? Because I'm interested in how, how do they experience a call to like start a business, but they know they want to do it in a way that honors God. And I'm thinking about that in a framework of, so the one who's listening today, you feel this stirring, right? And maybe it's a step out into missions. Maybe it's a step out into ministry. Maybe it's a step out into business because I would argue whatever we're doing, whether it's like in the secular or in the ministry church, you know, where it's, it's ministry, if God calls us to it, I believe that very, very strongly. And so what is that like? What kind of things are they working maybe to deal with, overcome, anticipate what's going on in there? Yeah. At Divinely Driven Results, we really focus on three things. One is empowering their mindset because we all have that inner dream stealer voice inside our head, which is really the adversary trying to stop us from achieving our purposes that God has given us. And so we definitely work on mindset for sure, because if you believe you can, or you believe you can't, you're both right. And so we want to make sure that you believe you can. Um, The second part is partnering with God, not making God the CEO of your business because He becomes the chief everything officer and we just push everything onto him and say, okay, Lord, you just do everything. And we don't even mean to, but really partnering with him, understanding what is your responsibility in your ministry and in your business and what is God's responsibility and what kind of things can you rely on him for? Because it truly is a partnership to co-create those purposes that God has given you. And then the third thing that I absolutely love is I come from a corporate uh, background. I've been coaching for over 14 years now. And I have learned these fortune 500 company principles that have helped them to be able to have such amazing success. And God taught me how to teach that through the lens of the Bible, which is just the funnest thing ever. It's so cool to read scriptures and be like, Oh my heavens, I can totally apply this to my business. And it takes it to a whole new level because not only do our clients and and people in our audience, not only do they get to achieve their sales goals, but they get a closer relationship with God and stronger faith in the process. And so that's just kind of a little bit more about what we do and how we do it. But everything is Bible-based because the best instruction manual that we have is the Bible. So talk to me about your why and your passion around this inner dream stealer, if you will. How did Elise make this journey? Why are you passionate about this? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So it started 
oh my heavens, I can't even remember how many years ago, <laughs> but I was in a network marketing company like most people start out with, right? Um, and I loved this company and we were in this convention center and I was just so frustrated that I was not achieving the goals that I knew God had put on my heart. And we, you know, we had this, uh, they call it edutainment where the, the trainer goes up on stage and he acts out these skits to be able to help you understand different business principles. And in this skit, every single time that this guy looked at his reflection, whether it was in the mirror or a screen or whatever it might be, he would be yelling at himself, all of these awful, terrible things. Like you're a failure. No one, you know, cares about you. No one wants to hear what you have to say. And, and these things that we say in our head that we feel like nobody else hears, right. But God is in there and he's probably coming, you know, looking down, like, stop, beating my daughter up like that, right? Or my son. And so it's so important for us to really understand what goes on in our mind. And that's what I learned in that moment is, you know, his, in this, in the skit, his future tenure into the future self comes and says, if you don't stop talking to yourself like this, you are going to miss out on an incredible life. And, you know, it was a funny skit. My husband was looking around at all the 12,000 people that were around us. And we were all just laughing and having a good time, except for he looked over at me and I'm just ugly crying. I am losing it because for the first time I heard what I say in my head out loud. And it was a moment of just pure clarity and hurt. Brokenness. <laughs> yeah, complete brokenness. Yeah. Because, because I realized that, well, no wonder I wasn't getting the results that I was looking for. I was constantly having to fight myself. And there's that scripture that talks about a house um, divided falls. And the fact of the matter is, is you can be your own house. There's the side of us that's like, yes, I've got this. I can do this. I can minister the way God wants me to do it. And then the other side of us is saying, nope, you're a complete loser. And you know, you can't do it and you're not enough and all this. And when we fight ourselves all the time like that, then we do become divided because it's hard to keep up that energy to be able to focus on our ministry or our business or whatever God has called us to do. And so in that moment, I, I told God, I refuse to let my inner dream stealer steal my dreams anymore. And I told him, I said, you have to help me <laughs> to come up with some kind of process that I can learn. And then I can teach other people so that Satan doesn't continue to steal our dreams because he fights the hardest when we are on the cusp of greatness. And so we can take courage in knowing that that's going to happen, but it still sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. I would like to put that in quotes, please. Yes, it does still suck because it is a difficult process. And I know you and I have talked about this. And for me, I have kind of a way that I talk to that inner dream stealer too, if you will. But, um, it's a, I repeat it all the time because it's not a one and done for me. I didn't have this like, you know, epiphany moment. I have had epiphany moments where I understood my enemy better and I understood how to fight him better. That is very true, but it is a battle for me and it is an ongoing thing. And I have to catch myself when I'm doing that thing that you're describing, screaming at myself, ugly things in the mirror, right? I have to be like, oh, wait, no, this is not somehow you have fallen out of alignment with hell who God says he is and who he says you are in him. And it's time to realign that understanding again. And so what do you do, Elise? What do you, when you catch yourself, maybe falling into that, or when you see someone you care about falling into that, yelling at yourself sort of thing, believing you're a failure, what, what do you do? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that you did say it is a constant battle. Like we, there's no magic trick, even the the four C's that I'll teach you guys right now. Like there's no magic trick to shut that voice up. It's just, we have the volume that, that knob to be able to turn down the volume. So is your inner dream stealer is the adversary like screaming and yelling in your ear. So that's all you can hear or see, or is it just kind of a little mouse in the corner and that's always going to be there. And that's okay. If it's a little mouse compared to like that big booming voice. And so, yeah, the four C's is what, what I teach and what I implement for myself as well. So the first C is just to check in with yourself. It's all about awareness. We have to understand what is going on in our thoughts that could be making us feel the way that we're feeling. Cause we know that our thoughts lead to our feelings, our feelings lead to our actions or inactions. Uh, and then those lead to the results that we have. And so if we want to change our results, we have to start with our thoughts and our feelings. And so really, just checking in and saying like, okay, what kind of disempowering thought am I having? Because I'm not feeling like myself. We've all had those days where like, you know, no matter what happens, you're just like not feeling good about anything, right? It's just, you want to crawl back in bed and be like, nope, give me tomorrow. (laughs) But, but we have to just check in with ourselves and say, what kind of disempowering thoughts am I having right now? And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Some of my clients will literally set an alarm every hour and just write down what they're feeling and thinking. Um, You can keep a journal at the end of the day to kind of keep track of what you've thought and felt that day. Um, Or you can just randomly just check in with yourself when you're feeling crummy. Um, and because our emotions are kind of that red flag to help us realize something is going on. Our emotions are not negative or positive. They're just information to be able to help us see that. So that first C is just to check in with ourselves for sure. I think about the emotion, like a negative emotion or the way the anxiety rises kind of as like a physical pain, like physical pain is a warning, right? Like if something hurts, it, it motivates us to go to the doctor, if you will, probably sometimes. And then maybe it motivates us to get a deeper scan or it sends us to physical therapy or probably, you know, something where someone has more knowledge and they can say, Oh, I understand why that hurts and I can help you. And if we, I try to look at those negative emotions that I have sometimes is the same thing. Will we allow those to drive us to the yeah. doctor, if you will, you know, so that he can take a look at that. Not that he needs to, cause he already knows, but he, that we can allow him to take a look, you know, the way that we receive and he can say, oh no, we can work. We can sit right here with this and I can work with this because this actually is an invitation for you to grow. Hey friend, I'm cutting in right here to ask you a couple of questions. Do you ever have a heart that is heavy? Do you ever connect with words like ashamed, heartbroken, insignificant, afraid, lonely? Of course you do, because we all experience those emotions from time to time. Susie Crosby is my friend, and she is the co-host of the Bible Talk bonus episodes that drop about once a month here on the podcast. And she and I have joined together to produce a podcast miniseries called Covered, Promises of Hope, for your heavy heart. Within each episode of this mini series, we will dive deep into one of those words that I just rattled off and we'll use personal stories, Bible stories, and God's promises from scripture to cover you with his merciful hope for whatever situation you are facing. In addition to those five episodes, you'll also find in the mini series, two bonus episodes. Those will be with our ministry friend, Haley Wood. And Haley will share her story of abuse and trauma and loss and wandering and how she learned and is learning to stand firm on the promises of God that help her take steady steps forward. The link to claim this mini series is in today's show notes. 
And when you subscribe, all the episodes will appear in the podcast directory of your choice. Thank you for listening. Now, back to our show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a poet that says something to the effect of, um, you know, your emotions should be visitors kind of letting you know what's going on, but don't let them be roommates, right? We get to decide how long we're feeling an emotion and that all has to do with our thoughts. So we have to check in with ourselves. So I encourage you guys to create a check-in plan so that you're not just letting your, you know, your two-year-old brain run around rampant in a candy store. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Check in with yourself. What's the next one? So the next one is to challenge. So, you know, just because a thought pops in our head does not mean it's true. In fact, we really have to use our, our agency and our choice to be able to discern what is true and what is not. And so it's just like on the internet, not everything you read on the internet is true. Well, it's the same thing with our thoughts. And so what I like to do with, with the challenge piece is to ask, how true is that for me really? Or what's another way to look at this? Because when we can start looking at it at a different angle, we might see that the real truth is, is that it's maybe not as bad as we thought it was going to be, or that that's completely a lie from the adversary. So for instance, I'll tell you, this is kind of funny and kind of embarrassing at the same time. My husband and I, when we were in that network marketing company, I mean, you have to talk to people in order to grow your business. And I was painfully shy. Like it's pretty crazy how far I've come in the last few years. But, um, so I got this prompting from the Lord to sign my husband and I up for like a whole year's worth of networking events, like different networking events. And every single time we go, it would be the same situation. We'd be sitting in the car and we'd be like, do you want to go? And he'd be like, no. And I'd be like, do you want to go? And he'd be like, no. And who signed us up for this? I know, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And so I did that. We did that for a whole year out of the entire year. We went to zero events because I know it's that pathetic. (laughs) because of the fact that I was letting that inner dream stealer stop me. Right. And so finally, when I went to that, that event that I was telling you about where I realized my inner dream stealer was just taking control of my dreams. I finally got to that point where I was like, okay, God, I see what's happening. I'm checking in with myself. I'm, and I, my thoughts are no one wants to talk to you at this event. You're going to make a fool out of yourself. Like what if you start talking to someone and in the middle of the conversation, your brain freezes and you have nothing to say and you run out of the room screaming, like all these worst case scenarios. Right. Um, so I checked in with myself and then I challenged that thought and I said, okay, how true is it really that no one wants to talk to me? My husband likes talking to me. My parents like talking to me, you know what I mean? And so we need to challenge those thoughts just because it pops in your head does not mean it's true. Mm-hmm. And can we wrestle the piece of it that's true, uh, to the ground almost, if you will, because it's possible that mm-hmm. someone doesn't want to talk to us. And that's the thing that's making us afraid that no one wants to talk to us. And so mm-hmm. if someone doesn't want to talk to us, then what still remains true? I mean, that's what I think that's how you challenge it. Right. I mean, what mm-hmm. still remains true is that like go back to sort of step one, that check in with yourself. How do we talk to ourselves? What are we doing? What's the truth about who God says we are? And, and yeah. And to not let the idea that it's possible that something bad happens, keep us in the car. However many times that means zero time you went in. Right. Yeah. Because I think all of us at least can relate to that in one form or another, where we, we have had this calling or even a commitment and we've allowed fear to decide for us. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about the adversary is there's two things that we need to know about him. One is that he is always going to tell us lies, right? Like the things that he tells us are not true. And that's because he wants us to forget who we are as children of God right? Like if he can cut us off at our knees, which is our identity of who we are as children of God, then he knows that he's one step closer to kind of tying that loose string around ours, us. And then all, you know, all of a sudden having that become bound. And so we have to remember who we truly are in those moments because he shoves that proof so far up in our face that we can't see anything else, but we always have a choice, which is so perfect. Cause you know, we talked about check-in challenge choose is the third one is that that third C is to choose, choose to remember who you are, choose what you want to think and what you want to feel and what you want to co-create with God, because like it or not, we are constantly co-creating with the adversary or heavenly father. And we may or may not even realize when we're doing that. But when we choose to remember who we are as daughters of God and as sons of God, then we can have that power that God has promised to give us. And that's the most important thing. And Satan is terrified of that. He is terrified of you remembering and utilizing that power because it's way more powerful than he is. And he knows it. He knows he's going to lose the battle in the end, but he's going to try and fight for every single lie that he can possibly get you to believe. And so we have to choose, you know, if you're in that networking event, you know, pretend you're in the car with me and that, and I'm running through all those thoughts and I'm challenging those a little bit. And then I say, okay, how do I want to feel? When I step into that room, I want to feel confident. Okay. What are the the thoughts I can choose to help me to feel confident? Because they're definitely not, you know, no one wants to talk to me. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the things that no matter our, what, no matter our car and our networking event, right. Cause I think we can all relate to that. Ultimately the confidence comes from win or lose here. It doesn't change who I am in the Lord. Like that's yes. the ultimate choice, right? Like if I'm called to go into this and to try and to give it my best, it may sting if it doesn't go the way I want it to, but it doesn't change anything. It yes. doesn't change anything about who I am in him. And that's really an important thing to remember. Yeah, because Satan wants you to think you're a failure, not yes. that you had a failure. Right. You're excellent a point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huge distinction. Okay. Finish this up with the fourth one. What's the last one? Awesome. So we've got check in, challenge, choose. And then the last one is change, which sounds so simple, right? Just may- mm-hmm. wave a magic wand and change your thoughts. <laughs> but it does take a little bit of time. And with practice, just like you said, every single day we go through this process and all of a sudden it'll start becoming easier for us. But the thing with change is we have to do something. Faith without works is dead. And we need to make sure that we are the ones who are taking taking that works to be able to show our faith. And so what we, you know, just a couple of things that I've done to be able to help me is think about what it is that you, you know, we, we've chosen that motivation or that courage or that confidence, whatever it is that we want to feel, right? Well, think about what helped you feel like that in the past and go do that thing. Sounds so simple. If I'm having a Netflix and chill night and I'm like, oh man, I so need to finish that email and get that off. Then I want to have motivation in that moment. So I'm choosing motivation. And then I say, okay, what has made me feel motivated in the past? What has been kind of a trigger for me or, or a catalyst for me to help me to feel more motivated? And there are some scriptures that I can go to and there's, you know, some Ted talks and things like that. Almost anything from Anthony Robbins gets me all fired up and I'm like, I'm ready to take over the world. (laughs) But, you know, go 
do the thing that made you feel that way in the first place. It just takes action because Satan wants you to stay miserable like he is. He wants you to stay in apathy so that you don't take action because he knows that there's power in that. And so um, another thing is, is to pretend like Satan is on one side of the courtroom and you're on the other. And he is literally coming up with this list of all the reasons why you're a failure or you're not good enough or whatever that voice is telling you, right? And he's going back into like childhood days when you cheated on a test and you didn't even know what cheating was. He'll go back as far as he can to make that list so long that all you can see is that. And what we seek, we shall find, even if it's unconsciously. And so what we need to do is we have the exact same power. We can list out all of the amazing things of why we're an incredible success or whatever it is that we want to choose to believe, because that's really the truth about us. And as we seek for those things, we will find them. So even just coming up with three of the opposite for every lie that the adversary is telling you can be an incredible technique and tool to be able to start seeking and finding the things that you really want to find and really the truth about who you are. Yeah. When you present it that way, I was thinking about some of the things that I do. And I like one of the lies that the enemy is so quick to remind me of our guests of, you know, a belief, I guess, a half truth is you'll never belong anywhere. And my listeners have heard me say this, that that is the core lie that the enemy uses. But one of the things that I know, and I go all the time to Joshua one, five, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Like you always belong with me. That's what that promise says to me. And so it's just, that's what you're talking about. One of the things that I struggle with is like, I'm like at the core, I'm not good. You know, that, that, that's like a fear that the enemy can use, but mm-hmm. I think about Joshua or uh, uh, John 15, five remain in me. And I know re- that's it. Yeah. I think it's remain in me. I abide in me and I, I remain in you and uh, I'll put the right one in there. But that, what that says to me is if I stay close to him, he's in me and he's not bad. So therefore there's this thing in me so, that, that can't be fully bad. So all I'm doing is just thinking about how what you're saying is so true. If we can know that thing that pokes on our tender spot, right? That lie that he will tell us that has some effectiveness to it. um, Then we can know also the answer to that because the answer to that is in the word. Yes, exactly. It is. And anytime that we are doubting who we are as a daughter of God or as a son of God, we can always go to him and ask him to show us who we truly are Mm -hmm. and, and all of the amazing things that we have done and who we are in general. And, and that can help us to remember the truth because Satan doesn't want you to remember the truth, right? Why he's attacking you the way he's attacking you. Yeah. And I encourage anyone who's listening, you know, we all have Bible verses and I'm going to ask you one of yours, at least here in just a second, but we all have Bible verses or passages that really like somehow we just resonate with them at a very deep level, right? We just, and, and so I just encourage you, whatever that is, the one that the Lord brings up all the time, the one that makes you pause all the time when you hear it, or that there's a truth in there that's covering the lie. And I think sometimes really understanding what that truth is can help us identify that lie quicker because that's the thing that speaks to us. And so therefore often I believe that that's the thing that also is sort of covering, like I was just saying, like covering that thing that we're tempted to believe that isn't true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, a favorite Bible verse passage that helps you in this? I know you've mentioned several already, but is there one of those maybe, or something else that is just really a go-to for you? 
Well, I know they've said it several different times in different ways in the Bible, but it, it really is. I am with you always. Yes. Like you had just said, because I know, I mean, my favorite scripture of all time is Philippians 4, 13, um, you know, which is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so those two verses combined, I mean, I really can, we really can mm-hmm. do whatever God has called us to do. There's a reason why he put that purpose on your heart. There's a reason why you came to this earth to fulfill that purpose. And so we can't, we can't discredit that, whether that's ministry, whether that's business, whether that's family, it doesn't matter. We are put on this earth for very specific things and to be able to help very specific people in very specific ways. And that's such an honor, but we don't have to do it alone. God is always with us and we really can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's beautiful. Yeah. So well said. I want to ask you, as you are at this place in this journey, and you think about Elise in the car who didn't go in the building for whatever reason, what would you say to her now? You have so much to offer and you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you could just see a tiny glimpse of, of what your future can hold and mm-hmm. how much you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I would tell her is let go of the lies and step into the truth of who you are, because you are powerful beyond belief because you are partnered with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If we can trust him just a little bit, if we can trust him just a little bit, he will invite us to trust him more. He will Mm -hmm. honor. I think he honors that. I know he does. He honors that getting out of the car and getting just a little bit closer to the door. Does he not? Yeah, he does. He does. He does. This has been so fantastic. I've learned a lot. Um, it's made, it's given me a lot to think about and it's a different way, a very good, solid way to talk to about these lies and to talk to these lies, but it's different than the way I do it. And so I've learned. And so I just really appreciate you sharing kind of the way that you work through this because it's so helpful to us. Um, before I let you go, I always like to close on this question. I love to share resources. Let, Let us peek into your life just a little bit. What might you be studying or reading, watching, listening to anything uh, besides Anthony Robbins? No, I, I caught, I caught <laughs> that. No, anything that, that can work too, but anything that's just like helping you do this as you fight this, bringing you joy, keeping you connected to God, anything at all. Yes. My man, I have, we're always a work in progress, right? Amen. We are a masterpiece and a mess all in the moment <laughs> at the same moment. Um, but, uh, I have really let my to-do list like take over my life and it just became super, super overwhelming. And I have an incredible friend who just put together this program called 15 to free. And so every day I call it daily daddy daughter time, but she calls it 15 with the father, which I love. And it's really just going through this 15 minute process with heavenly father every single day and understanding what his yoke is that we want to take upon us instead of our own. And that has been helping me so much. And so, um, yeah, so definitely you can learn more about it. Uh, we, we talk about it quite a bit in our program as well. Um, but if you go to, um, well, I'll just tell you about our Facebook group. So our free Facebook group is called Faithful Ladypreneurs. Um, and if you, uh, you'll get assigned an advisor when you come join. And if you ask that advisor about the 15 to free method, we can definitely hook you up there. Um, you can also go onto YouTube and find 15 to free. But for me, that has helped me so much to be able to start focusing on the priorities the Lord wants me to focus on rather than what I want to focus on because they don't always match. <laughs> really? They seem to always lie. 
line up perfectly in my life. Know, exactly. Oh my goodness. Isn't that true? And to be able to, we were just, I'm teaching a Bible study right now to a group of uh, ministry leaders and co-leading it. And I'm learning more than I'm teaching by far. And it's on influence. It talks about like uh, building a platform that elevates um, Jesus and not me. And it's always this tension, right? Between what you said earlier about uh, inviting the God, God to do his job, right. Uh, allowing him to do his job. Cause we can fight that. We can say no, even though it's his job and then stepping up and understanding like what part of this is my job and that tension all the time. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's really true. A, a lot of times our, our desire and his desire for us takes some time to get it, it to get together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'd encourage you guys to just check out our, our faithful ladypreneurs Facebook group. That's for Christian women entrepreneurs who are looking to build their business in the Lord's way. You can also advertise your business on Saturday's comment thread. So yeah, we'd love nice. to have you come join us. I will link all of that in today's show notes, as well as Elisa's website and Instagram, all the places that you can follow her and what she's doing. All of that will be in today's show notes. And we cannot thank you enough for your time. Elise, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Andy. And thank you, friend, for listening. Until next time, peace. Elise, thank you so much for encouraging us today. The four C's that Elise shared with us are in today's show notes, and I hope that you find them, as I said before, one more way, just one more way to fight that persistent lie of the enemy in your life. I felt such empathy for Elise when she was describing herself sitting in that car, afraid to go inside. Maybe you felt empathy for that, Elise, too. The next time you check in with yourself and realize that you are afraid, that you are sitting in a car, afraid to go inside, I encourage you to pause and talk to yourself the way that you would talk to Elise if you were sitting with her. Mark 3.25 again, this time from the Amplified Bible. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. What will you do today so that you better align yourself with how God sees you and what God promises in your life so that you, my friend, stand a little stronger? Are you receiving my weekly newsletters? They include little stories from my life, study resources on the verse that I use in the different podcast episodes and links to other freebies and tools. And I would love your permission to deliver a dose of Friday encouragement to your email inbox. If you're interested in that, you'll find the link to subscribe in today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.